It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., welcoming you to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Coming up on today's show, has Sam Presti promised Matthias Steibel out of Washington that he is going to take him with the 21st pick overall? We'll discuss the pros and cons of that, and I will say up front right now there are more cons than pros to this for several reasons, and I'll explain them all coming up in segment number one. Also in segment number one, something that we'll be revisiting all summer, and it's a question we've asked before, but now is there a different answer to this question, meaning is there anybody on this team outside of Russell Westbrook and Paul George you would consider essential to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll also talk about the damage done to Patrick Patterson and what you can really expect to get from him this year after the whole Markeith Morris situation. And finally, Raymond Felton, not only the absolute definition of professional, but also a microcosm of what this Thunder season became, and I'll explain that coming up in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also host a channel for the Maven Network, and that is maven.io slash thunder, or basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And if you like what you hear, all you have to do is go to your smartphone, download the Himalaya app, and then once you download that, To your smartphone, you can get into your car and tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. In an article today in Thunderwire.com, which is part of the USA Today network, rumors are swirling that Sam Presti has promised Matthias Steibel out of Washington that he will take him number 21 overall in this year's NBA draft. Now, why do I bring this up? Who is Matias Steibel? If you don't watch a lot of Washington basketball or college basketball, period, well, he's a six foot six forward slash guard. I would think six six, you're probably switching between the three and the two when you get into the NBA. He did break Gary Payton's record for career steals in the Pac 12, which is pretty darn cool. But when it comes to offense, this guy's about a 43% shooter from the field and only a 30% shooter from beyond the arc at a college level. And you're talking about grooming him into a 3 and D guy, and I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it. I mean, Thibel may come into the NBA. He may be one of those guys that the Thunder take him. He turns out to be great, or somebody else takes him. And you're wondering, why didn't the Thunder jump on him when they had the opportunity But the Thunder don't need defense. That's why I don't like this move at all. If, in fact, Sam Presti has told Matias Theibel that he will take him in the NBA draft. Now, one of the reasons people believe that, and this is important to note, 
is that the NBA Combine is coming up and Thibel has declined his invitation to go to the Combine. And one of the reasons players do that is because there has been a verbal commitment from a franchise that you will go ahead and take this player. You're probably going to take him then higher, higher than he's projected to go, which right now... Thibel is falling anywhere from 24th to 27th in the NBA draft. So this is a pretty good jump for him. And what the Thunder would want, or really what any NBA team would want right now, is just to not have him work out for other teams. So maybe they get a glimpse of how good he is, and then somebody either trades up to get him, or somebody who's in front of you snags him, and you're left scrambling on your draft board. However... I also think the NBA draft is a little like the NFL draft is that when you get these rumors out there that you're going to take somebody, especially this late in the draft, it may very well be a smokescreen so you can get somebody to bite on somebody that's not that good or you're just trying to do everything you can to keep your your cards close to the vest and not let anyone know what direction you're going or then there's the last... And not so much conspiracy theory, but the last theory on this is that there is somebody that wants him. They're drafting behind you. You could always take him and make a trade to either get picks for next year or maybe find a little bit more savvy veteran to add on the team. But the Thunder don't need defense. Even without Andre Robertson last year, the Thunder were able to be at one point fourth in defense in the NBA. They know how to play it. Terrence Ferguson's coming along. He's going to be a year older. He's going to be working out with Raymond Felton. Andre Robertson has a chance to come back if you decide to keep him. And I can't think of a single person defensively you're picking up either in the draft or via free agency that's going to be a better defender than what Andre Robertson is right now in in the NBA. Now, granted, Robertson's got to come back, got to show that he's healthy, and that he can still be the defender that he was before he got hurt back in Detroit. But I fail to see how this really meets the Thunder's need, which is figuring out a way to create more offense. And if you're saying that, hey, I'm drafting this guy because he's got the potential to be a 3 and D guy, okay, well, all that's fine and well, but he's got to develop into that. And the Thunder, I look, the biggest thing with Oklahoma City is you only have a two-year window to really put yourself in position to play for an NBA championship. Paul George has two years left on his contract before he gets a player option. And if Paul George senses that the Thunder aren't going to be able to win a championship, then he's not going to exercise that option and he's going to get out, then he's going to get out of here. Now, Russell's signed to a five-year max, but as we talked about yesterday, Russell Westbrook's knees have been cut on five different times, so I don't think there's any way you can count on Russell Westbrook continuing to be healthy for much longer, at least playing the way that he does. If Russell Westbrook's game doesn't evolve, and Westbrook doesn't become more of a shooting guard than he does the athletic ball, you know, athletic score first point guard, then you're in trouble. And and what you want to do in this offseason is add people to the team that can help get you to that point sooner 
than playing the developmental game with somebody you like unless you're just willing to blow it all up and then start building through the draft all over again. And I, I, I don't see that as a viable option at all for Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, speaking of draft, we all know that uh, one of the look one of the most ta- the most talented guy that Sam Presti's ever taken in the draft has been Kevin Durant. Okay, I know you hate hearing that, but he is Kevin Durant um, has a has a calf strain. He's going to be reevaluated in a week, most likely. Which I would think he's going to miss the next two games with the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Um, certainly that gives the Rockets an advantage, and maybe we see Golden State not get knocked out of the playoffs. Let's all, in fact, root for that. But the whole reason I'm bringing Kevin Durant up is because when, when there was an article that came out last week, actually it came out this week, it, it quoted Anthony Morrow. I saw it in Clutch Points, but I'm sure it uh, was from another interview. Anthony Morrow said the whole reason Kevin Durant left had nothing to do with Russell Westbrook. It's just the fact that the Thunder hadn't won yet. Kevin Durant didn't see them being able to win during his time here, and he left and decided to go to Golden State. And I'm adding to that. I'm paraphrasing from that. But essentially it was, Thunder ain't won. Kevin Durant doesn't think they can win. He's going to Golden State. What I think is funny about that quote when Anthony Morrow says something about that, Kevin didn't come up big when the Thunder needed him to come up big. So I don't know how he could blame, I don't know how how in any way, shape, or form Kevin Durant or anybody that knows Kevin Durant could blame the Thunder for his follies. It's just a, it's a, ridic- it's a ridiculous take that... Puts a lot of blame on Sam Presti. And look, Sam Presti hasn't made all, all great moves. And if there was an opportunity for James Harden to stay here and for him and Kevin Durant to work out and you needed to trade Russell Westbrook, I think all that probably was, was talked about by the Thunder. And they still chose to make their decision. And that decision, despite the fact that Kevin Durant did leave, has been an organization that has made the playoffs every year and managed to get a superstar in Paul George. I think Kevin Durant, if that's the reason, it's being very short-sighted by Kevin Durant. But at the same time, I don't want to hear this from Anthony Morrow. I want to hear this from Kevin Durant. I want to hear Durant come out and essentially blame the organization for why he left. And not just through a, a Twitter burner account, but come out and say, hey, I didn't like the hiring of Billy Donovan. I didn't like the firing of Scott Brooks, or I was all for the firing of Scott Brooks if you were going to get somebody better than Billy Donovan, but I didn't like who you were bringing in via trade and free agency, and I just didn't see a future there. I would rather him say it than have everybody else speak for him, which seems to be Kevin Durant's MO. Coming up next, what can we really expect from Patrick Patterson this upcoming season considering the fact that the Thunder probably damaged that relationship. Patrick's going to get rich, but the Thunder ruined the relationship. How do you repair it? It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone and tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you're an employer, I would like to talk to you for a minute here and tell you that we have got a great, an absolutely great deal for you 
via the folks at ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is fantastic. I've been using it for the last few months. I love it because it allows me not only to to post my resume, it allows me to look for jobs, but most importantly, it pairs me up with people who actually value what my skill set is. It doesn't just shove me onto a bunch of jobs that I'm not interested in or jobs that I'm not qualified for. Which, if you're an employer, that's the biggest thing you want is qualified candidates for your job. You don't want people who are just applying for the simple fact to apply. So here's what you do. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. And you get this free trial from ZipRecruiter to find out that, that 80%, 80% of the people who post post their jobs, in the first day, get a qualified candidate. So you are almost guaranteed to meet a qualified candidate. Plus, it's not like having to search through hundreds of resumes on some huge job board that doesn't have somebody navigating for you and filtering out the people that just don't fit the job that you have. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. It's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Thank you very much for listening today. And the Thunder have so many interesting storylines this upcoming season. And the big, one of the biggest ones for me is how disruptive is Patrick Patterson going to be to the process of Oklahoma City getting better? And what I mean by that is, dude, he is a disgruntled employee. Now, I will give him this. He is the absolute quintessential professional player because he never bitched to the media. He's still not complaining to the media. By all accounts, he never threw a fit when the Thunder brought Markeith Morris in. But you bring in Markeith Morris. First couple of games, Morris looks all right. Looks like he's going to fit in with the Thunder. But as his time went on, his production waned on both the defense and the offensive end. You weren't using Markeith Morris at his natural position. You were using him at five sometimes. And every once in a while, he would hit a three, but not consistently enough for you to really justify bringing him in at the last moment and putting Patrick Patterson, a loyal dog, on the bench. And if I'm Patrick Patterson, it's one thing if you bring in a guy who completely blows me out of the water. It's another thing if you bring in a guy who's only marginally better than I am, and you're not giving me the court time I need to get back to get back really into rhythm, get an opportunity to get in shape, and be able to help you out throughout the playoffs. And now it looks like you're going to lose Markeith Morris, and you're going to keep Patrick Patterson, or you may be forced to trade Patrick Patterson, who's walking out with five mil in his pocket. And I still think probably, look, I will tell you now, the best best thing to do is trade Patrick Patterson. Trade him. 
Because if he's going to be disgruntled, he's got an expiring contract, he'll take that five mil, somebody will discard him, and then he can go find another team. But you cannot, absolutely cannot take the risk of having him being disruptive in what may turn out to be the most crucial year in Thunder history. Of course, I say I think I said that last year, and we were talking about an early dismissal from the playoffs, but you know, this upcoming year, extremely crucial to Oklahoma City as Paul George, Russell Westbrook get a year older. You don't know what to do with Dennis Schroeder. And look, let's talk about that for a second before we get to the audio from Markeith Morris and from Patrick Patterson. But I wanted to discuss this. Is there anybody on this roster you honestly feel is essential to the Thunder winning a championship? I can think of one guy, and that is Dennis Schroeder right now, just because I'm worried about the health of Russell Westbrook. And if I need a backup point guard guard when Russ needs nights off, I want somebody that can simulate what Russ does. And that's what Dennis Schroeder gives me. Other than that, Everybody else needs to be trade bait. And Patrick Patterson can't be allowed to have these emotions fester. And look, talk a good he talks a good game. In fact, let's let's listen um, to Patrick Patterson right now as um, he talks about his time with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think he does a great job of keeping his emotions under control. But what I hear is a guy who wasn't really happy with what went down. Uh, thankfully, Coach brought that information to me ahead of time. Um, and he kept me in the loop, so I was well aware of what was going to happen. So I understood uh, the decision was to ma- was made to acquire Keith. Um, only thing that could ruin the team was me acting negatively about it. So I tried my best to just remain a true professional. Um, I have no ill will towards Keith. You know him and his brother I've known for a while. He's a great guy, tremendous man, great talent. So um, I was just more focused on the success of the team. Uh, thinking that him coming in, joining the team, that it would only help us and you know, make us better. Patrick, next year being your uh, player option, how do you feel about the stat, your status with the team moving forward? I'm confident. Um, I feel confident with the team. You know, as of right now, um, I feel happy here. You know, I enjoy my teammates. I enjoy the city. Um, great program, great organization here. So as of right now, I feel feeling the positive situation in a, in a good place. Yeah, no, I, I'm not buying it. I, I'm not buying at all what Patrick Patterson says because if he's a true competitor, he wants to play, and I can't blame him for wanting to play. And yes, the coach may have kept you in the loop, but it doesn't mean you got to be happy about what he says, especially when you hear Markeith Morris talk about leaving the Thunder. Does this, did this portion of the season turn out how you expected when you signed on? Um... No, nah, I mean, I would thought for sure we would go deeper in the playoffs. Um, me, basketball-wise, I thought it would be better for myself. Um, I thought I would bring more to the team, but uh, it didn't happen that way. And um, I definitely had a great time here. They got a, they have a, a one organization, um, players, training staff, Sam, coaches. You couldn't really ask for more. Your, your brother was pretty critical about um, you know, the way that your minutes were handled uh, in, a, in an article on The Athletic. Um, what were your thoughts about that, if you did read it, um, and, and how your minutes were handled in the postseason? Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's my brother. He's going to 
don't have his opinion. Uh, he's a man of his word. He spoke up. Uh, I didn't play much. Wanted to play more. Thought I could help more. Um, but I'm not the coach. And uh, that's not my job to, 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 you know, to put me in the game. That's the coach's job. He gone. Mark Marquise Morris definitely gone. Uh, the Thunder do have a backup for him, Patrick Patterson, but uh, I just this team in so many ways is such a mesh right now. And what you don't want with the Thunder, what won't happen with the Thunder is they won't stay relevant if they're a mess the way the Los Angeles Lakers are. And coming up next, we'll talk about avoiding avoid how you how you avoid becoming the Lakers if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. And why Raymond Felton is a microcosm of what the Thunder season is. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. All you have to do is go to Google. Google, what is it? The Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Download it to your phone. Get into your car. Tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And remember, it's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And it can be heard on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And when I think of this Thunder season, I will think of one player who best exemplifies what the Thunder season is, and that is Raymond Felton. And he sums up the Thunder season in two words, inconsistent and frustrating. And it's not that Raymond Felton was inconsistent this year. In fact, far from it. Uh, Raymond Felton, career high in three-pointers this year, career high in free throws, but very inconsistent on when he got his opportunities to get on the court, although he made the most of them, and very inconsistent on the Thunder knowing how to use him or wanting to use him. And I'll admit, I sloughed off Billy Donovan this year when he said Raymond Felton would have a major role on this team and would be impactful. I thought, okay, what, is a cheerleader? Because you're certainly not going to play him with Dennis Schroeder. And that, hey, from December 3rd through February 11th, that proved to be the case. As Raymond Felton only got into two games, then there was the 9th and 10th of April, the back-to-back, where he played 34 minutes total in those two nights. And essentially, with Raymond Felton, he walked into the gym every night not knowing what was to be expected of him. Was it a night where he needed to be on the bench and be a little bit more of a coach? Or was it a night where he might actually go into the game? And Billy Donovan always demands that guys like that be ready and be mentally into it. And Billy and Raymond Felton gave you just that. Because when Raymond Felton got his opportunity, he showed you what he could do for this team. But ultimately, the Thunder weren't able to benefit near as much from it as they would have liked to because the only reason he was going in was because of lack of wing depth. 
So frustrating for Raymond Felton, inconsistent for Raymond Felton, and that was the Thunder season right there. Just completely frustrating and inconsistent and showing a real lack of direction by not knowing what to do with this guy. I mean, you very easily could have traded him. And I thought Raymond Felton was on his way out when you didn't trade Dennis Schroeder. You kept him around, and now are you going to keep him around again? I would say probably not, but I would like to see him come back because I think he's the most sane person in that locker room. And here's Raymond Felton summing up his season from his exit interview. You said earlier in your career when you were out of the rotation, you really infuriated you with something that was hard to deal with. Yeah. There was a stretch you weren't in the rotation, but then come playoff time and late in the season, you're, you're fully in it. Right. Was there something about the way that you approached it this year that you're really proud of that the way you kind of handled those moments through the course of the 82? <laughs> I think I finally could say I've become a man. <laughs> um, oh man, it was tough. It, it, it's, uh, it just shows the, the maturity level of myself, where I've grown from being a young man into a man, and um, just staying professional, staying ready, um, and just understanding, you know, what my role was, you know, understanding what was needed for me from this team this year to whatever whatever I needed to do. If that's me not playing 20 games and all of a sudden I got to play the next four, then that's what it is. And I had to make sure I stay ready no matter what at all times because my number could have been called. It could have been called in the fourth quarter and I had played all game and I haven't played in 20 games. All of a sudden it's Raymond. I'm like, who? <laughs> and, you know, I got to go out there. I got to be ready to go. I got to be ready to play, you know, and um, it's just – you know, it, you know, I, I really, I really found myself as a, as a person even more this year, just, you know, just staying ready and just staying professional, staying focused, and not letting things like that, looking at the, the better side of it, because I could be out the league, I could be one of those guys who not playing, who looking, and who wants to be here, and I'm here, so. I got to look at the positive side of things too. When you feel like things are not going your way, you got to look at the positives too. And one thing about Raymond Felton, I, I asked him uh, when the when the Thunder got back from from New York, and I did it in a joking matter. I said, you know, hey, what, Billy, not going to put you in when you're getting when you're getting your curtain call in New York? I said, what's with that? He's like, uh, you got to ask him. Raymond Felton was really frustrated that night, really frustrated about not getting a curtain call. And if there's look, there's several decisions we could go back and criticize Billy Donovan on that were way more impactful to the Thunder than not playing Raymond Felton in New York in Madison Square Garden that particular day. But truthfully, Billy Donovan should have played him if for any other reason to show Raymond Felton just how appreciated he was and how key a part of this organization he was and let him have his moment. He has more than earned that moment. And that, unfortunately, was during the stretch where he only got to play in a couple of games. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will be back before this weekend, and we'll talk more Thunder basketball with you as we start to get a little bit ready for the draft. We talked a little bit about that today, but we'll start looking at some of the other players and where else Sam Presti might go in the draft. Plus, um, we didn't get to it today, but we'll talk about avoiding being the Lakers. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about how you avoid being the Lakers if you're the Thunder 
And that's coming up tomorrow on the Locked On Thunder podcast. It's all right here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.